The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, Bully Ray and I break down night number one of NXT TakeOver Stand and Deliver, especially that amazing physical matchup between Walter and Champa. Also, we get into AEW Dynamite as well and get you ready for WrestleMania 37. How do we do that? With The Miz right now on the Busted Open Podcast. Uh, the one match that you said that you were looking forward to more than any other match, and there are plenty of great matches from night number one and what we're going to see at night number two for NXT TakeOver. You said that the one match you were most looking forward to was Walter and Champa because you knew it was going to be fundamentally sound and you knew it was going to be ultra physical and you couldn't be more right. That was one hell of a match. Not performance, one hell of a match between Walter and Champa last night. A match, a fight, a contest. You can, uh, at the end of the day, yes, it is a performance, but performance is the last word you want to use when describing what we saw last night between those two pro wrestlers. Dave, we talk about it on the show all the time that pro wrestling can be anything that we want it to be because at the end of the day, it is an art form and there's many different types of art in the world of pro wrestling and sports entertainment. But allow me to reassure you, what you saw last night from Walter and Champa is this art form done correctly. That's what it's supposed to look like. It's supposed to look like a fight. It's supposed to look like two guys trying to beat each other up or two gals trying to beat each other up. It's supposed to look like two competitors trying to win. One of the words that I've been talking about recently on the show is the struggle. We know about registering. Registering is a lost art form. We know about selling. Now people either undersell or oversell. Yeah. But there's this thing called the art of the struggle. And I'll be damned if I did not see Ciampa and, and, um, and Walter struggle last night with everything they did. Every aspect of a perfect match that I talk about was in that match last night, and we probably could dissect it for three hours. But um, as I said last night on Twitter also, the only way I could describe that match last night was stupid effing good. 
That's how good that match was in my eyes. And you're right. I mean, across the board, and you know, AEW, I thought, had a good show last night. I thought NXT Takeover, TakeOver last night was off the charts. But it's one of those matches that it's, it's impossible to follow up. And listen, you know, the tag match was really good. The women's match was really good for the championship. Not taking anything away from those other matches. And like you say, Bully, tightening of the screws, maybe some holes. As long as you're entertained at the end of the day, it's all good. But when I look at that Walter Champa match, like you just said, that's what pro wrestling is supposed to be. That's the art form that I fell in love with at a very, very young age. And, man, when Walter went for that, went for that chop and missed and hit that announce table, and then for the rest of the match was selling that hand to the point where he had Champa beat and tried to go for the cover to hook the leg, and he couldn't because his hand was so damaged. And then Champa was able to kick out at two because he couldn't properly cover Champa. You know, we talk about connecting the dots. Boy, when they put the time in, when they put the effort in, and they put the thought in to connect those dots, that's the difference between a good match and a match that's going to be remembered for a lifetime. And I really think that Walter and Champa are going to be one of those matches at the end of the day, Bully, when we talk about the greatest NXT TakeOver matches of all time, it's hard to beat what I saw last night between Walter and Champa. Remember in Beverly Hills Cop when Eddie Murphy says, I got to go deep, deep undercover? Yeah. What we saw last night was deep, deep psychology. And I love it because we don't see it a lot. We don't even see it a lot amongst the best in the WWE anymore. Just because, you know, sometimes you get into this wrestling bubble where you forget to do certain things. Last night, Walter and Ciampa didn't forget to do anything. Uh, I loved it just like you did when he broke the table with his right hand, that right-handed yep. chop. And then later on, when they started to trade blows, what did Walter have to do? He had it to resort to his left hand. Yep. Little tiny things. Even after the match was over, <clears throat> excuse me, and he's standing on the ramp doing the beauty shot with the rest of Imperium, he was still selling his hand. It makes everything all the more credible. Um, fantastic. Not choreographed athleticism. Not just a bunch of high spots for the sake of high spots. Last night, I was emotionally invested in a fight. I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm like, wow, that was so good. And I said that to myself many times because I'm seeing things that I'm not even getting from the top of the food chain in the WWE. Yep. And Walter is a special talent. And I'm so happy that they, they were able to get Walter over here because Ciampa needed Walter in the worst way. Agreed. And and what's going to happen now moving forward between those two, I'm extremely invested in. Even like you said, the small things of selling at a hand, you know, during that match, after that injury to his hand, he was throwing forearms. Like he looked like he cocked back like he was going to throw a punch, but then gave the forearm. And after giving the forearm, he shook the hand to, you know, further. that's why he was giving the forearm because he, he couldn't close his fist to give a punch. It's those small things that, like you said, it's the spirit of the fight the spirit of competition do they hate each other yep they may hate each other but at the end of the day champa wanted to win that title belt and walter wanted to defend 
that championship. And I, I can't say enough good things about that match between the two. Again, we're going to break down NXT TakeOver night number one because there are a lot of highlights to get into. We'll get into AEW as well. But I felt it was important, Bully, to start with that match. The way you talked up this matchup for weeks now and the payoff that we got last night. And I'm invested in both those wrestlers to see what they're going to do in the future. It makes you shake your head sometimes wondering why the WWE can't do that same thing on the main roster as we get closer to WrestleMania 37. Well, first of all, the guys on the main roster are not going to beat the shit out of each other on a nightly basis or a weekly basis these days like you saw last night. Those two guys, you know, the, 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 there was a, a, a an agreement amongst the two. And not even like we're shaking hands and making an agreement, just like a subliminal agreement where they knew, they know each other's styles. They know each level each other's level of physicality. They know that each other work extremely snug but also safe. It's basically that, hey, we're going to go out there. We're going to lay our shit in. No hard feelings. If a live round connects, no big deal. We'll deal with it <clears throat> after the match. But we're leaving it all out there. And I challenge any match. Tonight, the gun is to the head of that entire NXT roster, especially Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly, to go out there and top what we saw last night from Ciampa and Walter. And I dare to say that if O'Reilly and uh, Cole cannot top it, the gun is now to the head of the entire main roster. Because <laughs> I, it's going to be hard to find a match that tops Walter versus Ciampa from last night. But I, but, but I am eagerly sitting back, waiting, and giving everybody a chance to do so. You know, it's funny, uh, a couple weeks back, bully on this show Tommy Dreamer kind of compared NXT to college football hey you're only going to be there for a certain amount of time and then you're trying to move on to to the ranks of the NFL and I agree with that but I also agree with something else when it comes to that to that analogy you know if you ask any professional football player the best time of their life was probably when they were playing college football when you're playing for your school that school spirit the crowd in attendance for those games it there's their whole school is behind those players that are on the field and they have something to prove that's how i feel about this nxt roster right now um I can't call NXT. How can you call NXT a developmental brand when you see a match like you saw with Walter and Champa, where all the elements that make a great wrestling match you saw there. And if Champa and Walter were to move on to the main roster, those ingredient ingredients that you saw last night would be lacking on the main roster. I can't call it a developmental brand when you see the action like we saw last night, bully. And when you talk about, they have something to prove, I immediately think of the rating. I think that if there's anything that X NXT needs to prove is that they are considerably better than the ratings they get every single week. Now, I could hear somebody out there saying, well, if they really were that much better, how come they're not getting a rating? Well, they're going up against something new and different and fun in AEW, and AEW is at the at the tail end of their honeymoon phase with their fans and now they're going to have to really buckle down uh i think it's a huge benefit for both companies to be on separate nights with nxt on tuesday and aew on wednesday now 
I'm really looking forward to seeing what these companies do on their own moving ahead. But last night's show, once again, proved to me why NXT is a superior pro wrestling product, if not the best pro wrestling show on the planet. I loved the ebb and flow of the entire show. Listen, you start off with Kushida versus Pete Dunne. Really great wrestling match, right? Yep, yes. Then we get into a bit of a spot fest with the gauntlet match. Then we settle it back down with a really great fight between Ciampa and Walter that includes psychology. Then we do it. Then we do spot fest again with the tag team match, and then we bring it home with the women in the championship match. You see how you get a difference throughout the show, Dave? Traditional match, then high spot match, and traditional match, high spot match, main event. That's a great flow. It's just like a rock and roll concert, and when a band is putting together a set list, how do we bring them up? Keep them up as high as possible, bring them down a little bit for the ballad, and then bring them back up again for the finish. Um, Really great show from NXT last night, and I'm interested to hear from you how you watched last night. I'll tell you. you (laughs) Did you watch one show and then DVR the other? Did you watch both? Because I broke my rules for engagement last night. I thought I was going into last night one way, and then I completely changed my mind about three minutes in to the night. So I don't know if you want to get into that right now or yeah, if you no, want to we'll get, let's, let's get into it after the break because we actually corresponded with one another during the show. And it was interesting what you were watching and what I was watching. Uh, we'll definitely do that. Also, I got to give kudos before we go to the break, Bully, uh, to the commentating team last night. I mean, Vic Joseph, Wade Barrett, and Beth Phoenix is, is the best commentating team in the WWE. I mean, it's it's not even in question. And some of the things that we talked about with Beth Phoenix when she was on our show just a few days ago really came into play last night. She really is the John Madden of professional wrestling when you think about it. And John Madden, what did John Madden do? You know, he was the perfect pairing with Pat Summerall back in the day. You know, he, John Madden was... The, the, the former head coach that was on the sideline all those years and added those things that only he could do, that perspective. Beth Phoenix brings that perspective in each and every match. She does, and she adds a little bit of oomph and color to it too, Bully. Like, you know, the wows, they're perfectly placed at the right time. She's not saying it just to say it. You know, a lot of times in, in, in pro wrestling commentators, they try to make it seem larger or that moment seem larger than it really is, and it gets watered down because they use it so much. That's not the case with Beth Phoenix. I, I had to – and Vic Joseph, too. He's become one of my favorite play-by-play announcers. And, and, and you know how much we both enjoy Wade Barrett. Kudos to that commentating team from NXT last night. I couldn't agree with you more. Obviously, we had Beth on last week, and we think the world of her. Vic Joseph is doing a great job. I found myself last night once again saying to myself, man, Wade Barrett is doing a tremendous job. There are things that he is peppering in there where I'm like, great job, Wade. And think about this, Dave. 
and I do not mean this in a negative way, a disrespectful way, or a way that should be misconstrued as anything else but a factual opinion. That's a bit of an oxymoron, a factual opinion, but I'll see if you agree. The best thing to happen to the NXT announced team was Mauro Ronaldo leaving. I agree. I agree with that. And listen, last night on social media, a lot of fans I saw said, oh, boy, I miss Moro in these big spots. And I understand that. Like, he he had the great taglines. He had the ultra excitement. I, I, I even find myself going to YouTube. Like, there's an isolated Moro track that's on YouTube from uh, – to take over in Brooklyn a few years ago, and it's 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 extremely enjoyable. But it was a very very hard for anybody else to shine during that period when Moro was the play by play announcer. And that's the other thing too. Like Moro was the play by play announcer. He was the play by play announcer, but he was also the color commentator. So like it was almost like he was doing both jobs at the same time. So it was very very difficult for anybody to kind of get their voices in. And Beth Phoenix and Nigel McGuinness, it was very difficult for them to get in there. And like you said, this is no disrespect to Moro because he did a phenomenal job. But if you wanted a complete three-man booth like we're getting on NXT, that was impossible when Moro was a commentator with them. And if you were going to have a one-man booth, I would say, yes, you give the yes. job tomorrow because he can be the color guy and the play-by-play guy. But with a three-man booth, Morrow doesn't fit in because Morrow shines so hard that he doesn't allow anybody else to shine. And I don't think he's doing it consciously. He just does what he does so well that he steals the spotlight from the others. The spotlight finds Morrow. He yes. commands the spotlight which makes life difficult like you said for Nigel and especially for Beth these three together right now they complement each other very well and I enjoy listening to them they're helping my experience with the product because I enjoy listening to them as I do as much as I do watching the the wrestlers in the ring yeah I mean just I, I agree if you wanted just a one-man booth and we've seen that in the past Without a doubt, Moro's your guy. But you want the complete three-man booth where everyone is going to give you a different perspective and a different view of what's going on in the ring? I can't think of a better commentator team than the one that we saw last night on NXT TakeOver. Imagine bold, naturally-aged Tillamook cheddar slices melting over a burger, eating thick-cut cheddar shreds straight from the bag. Ah. <sighs> It's nice to dream about cheese for a bit. Tillamook Cheddar, extraordinary dairy. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. 
to get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month. Go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors No Prep No Mess Meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. I don't want to say that I believe Chris Jericho has been mailing it in lately, but I don't believe we've been getting the absolute best of Chris Jericho lately. Last night was probably the best thing I've seen Jericho do in forever. And I'm not talking about the song and dance routine with MJF, which is obviously choreographed and rehearsed and all that stuff. Last night was a strong promo. Really good. He was spitting fire. You want to, you know, uh, it, it was, he was, enough inside stuff to pop the diehards and a great overview of what was next for Jericho and the inner circle. Best promo he's done since being with AEW. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. And he forced me. I could not change the channel. And I love what that happens. And forget about the fact that I'm friendly with Chris and all that other crap. I'm talking about for a performer. He's the performer. I'm the fan last night. He made it impossible for me to go back to NXT because his promo was so damn good. I would have never apologized Like, to hear him apologize to fans, I would have stayed away from that. But that's my only small critique. But overall, absolutely loved it. And and talking about how, you know, after matches he would see, you know, MJF go back and jump on social media and, you know, we call you guys a Mark, but now I'm calling you a Max. Uh, Stuff like that is really, really good. You know, the whole jerk-off line, when he comes out now, people will be calling him, chanting jerk-off at him. Yep. And, you know, and, and, and it'll, it'll, it'll piss Max off. Great stuff from Jericho last night. And didn't it feel, like, natural to bully? Like, yeah. You know, they've been presenting him as a heel. Nobody wants to boo Chris Jericho. And, you know, now that they've embraced this new change with not just him, but the the entire inner circle, it just feels right. And I love the way that he was, like, playing up to the crowd. 
Because honestly, he's been kind of doing that the entire time, but it didn't seem right because he was supposed to be a heel. You were supposed to hate Chris Jericho. This is just fits him better. And now as fans are getting back into these arenas, that's what they want to do. They want to sing along to Judas and they want to cheer on Chris Jericho. It's kind of impossible for Jericho to come out to the ring having a thousand people sing his song. I'm sure there's people singing along at home also. We're singing the words to Judas, and now all of a sudden you want me to go from happy to mad. It's it's a it's a very hard transition. You're talking about the highest of the high and the lowest of the low in the snap of a finger. And you're right. You get to a certain level in this business, Dave, where people don't want to hate you because they have too much respect for you with yeah. everything that you've done. You've entertained them for far too long being the good guy or being the bad guy that now they're just like, you know, watch, screw this. We love you too much. I've invested too much love and appreciation into you. I don't want to dislike you. And that is why I vehemently disagreed with Mark Henry on this show when he tried to tell me Chris Jericho is a heel. No, Chris Jericho is not a heel. Chris Jericho is a star. When you are a star, you transcend heel and babyface. You could be anything you want to be. But nobody wants to hate Chris Jericho. Yeah, for that time, he might have to play the heel role. But even in playing the heel role, listen, if you really want to be a heel, get rid of your song that everybody's singing to. But Chris Jericho is not going to get rid of the song because he knows it's the song that's helping to make him a star. And yeah, and the only wrestler on that AEW roster that might get Jericho booed is a Moxley. Outside of that, there really isn't anybody on that roster that Jericho would stand in a ring with that would make people hate Chris Jericho. There really isn't. That's why it's going to be interesting. We'll get into this as well, too, Bully. The ending of AEW with the Young Bucks. You know, the Young Bucks are like the poster child for that AEW hardcore fan. And now the Bucks are going to want to be hated and booed. And I don't know if that's going to happen. It's going to be tough to pull that off. But you know what, Bully? We've done a lot of yapping. We got a lot more to get into. But I do want to get the gauge of the Busted Open Nation as well. And we started talking about Walter and Champa to start off the show. So let's go to the nation and start with Walter and Champa. Let's go to John in Chattanooga. John. What did you think of Walter and Champa from last night? Hey, good morning. Uh, fifth time caller. Uh, that match was um, from start to finish. I thought it was a very, uh, I mean, it was, it, was, it was a match that you just couldn't, I couldn't, you know, go away from. And uh, something that I wanted to ask y'all was, um, is there any chance that you think Walter would ever uh, venture out to be maybe on the Raw brand or on the SmackDown brand? I mean, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you, I'll tell you this, Dave. Just to jump in real quick, if Walter was to ever be a part of a main roster, you're never gonna see that level of physicality from him on a regular basis. It ain't happening. It's not happening. That ain't happening with Randy Orton. I guarantee you that. Okay, but you give me Walter and Sheamus. Ooh. Ho ho. Get the popcorn ready. Get your cameras ready. Here it comes now. 
Apollo Creed was the best. Talking trash. I mean, Sheamus can handle that physicality. Riddle can handle that physicality. There are uh, Cesaro can handle that physicality. There are certain guys who can work that style with that level of physicality from start to finish. But for the most part, nobody's going to want to go in there and get the shit beat out of them by Walter. Because trust me, he's beating the shit out of you. Uh, listen, trick. Real old school pro wrestlers would tell you that everything that Walter and Ciampa did last night was wrong. You know? Do you know that? Why, just going out there and just being as physical as they were in the ring last night? It's not supposed to be that physical. It's supposed to look that physical. But we're in a different time. This is where I do agree where wrestling has changed and moved on. Pro wrestling is, in an, is now in an extremely physical uh, age. You really need to lay your shit in, especially with just the way things are shot. Things mm-hmm. are shot in such high def or 4K or all this new stuff where you, you want to see the guys laying their stuff in. And there have been freeze frames of some of Walter's chops where you see guys' skin just yeah. rippling from yeah. the impact. Gee, I, I don't want to see Tommy with his shirt off. Could you imagine Dreamer with oh, his boy. shirt off and, and Walter chopping Tommy? How many ripples would be across his man boobs? I'm not, I'm not answering that. I'm not going to answer that. Tillamook Chocolate Collection Ice Cream is a total chocolate game changer. We start with unbelievably creamy dark chocolate ice cream. Then we add different chocolate treats like chocolate cookies, chocolate cake, or chocolate brownies to make four decadent chocolate flavors. Because sometimes the thing that pairs best with chocolate (laughs) is more chocolate. Tillamook Chocolate Collection Ice Cream. Extraordinary Dairy. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. What did you think of the main event last night from NXT between Raquel Gonzalez and Io Shirai? I'm going to use the word fun uh, to describe it. Um, There were some some things that bothered me about that championship match last night. Um, Unless there were some stipulations that I did not know about. Because they spent a lot of time outside that ring last night. And I was looking at that referee, and I don't think at any point did that referee count while anybody was outside the ring last night. So the most glaring, let me start off with the positive. 
I thought it was a great main event. I thought the ladies tore the house down. Yes. They did a phenomenal job. I think they followed Walter and Ciampa. Now, if they had to be the match right after Walter and Ciampa, I don't think they would have followed as well. So great job by Triple H and and Sean for booking the buffer match in between of the spot fest of the tag team matches. So I thought EO and Raquel, great job, but I agree with you. If I'm going to hold a gun to AEW's head about referees not doing their job, I'll be damned if I'm not going to do the same thing to NXT. And that happened last night. Entirely too much outside of the ring. And if you're going to go out of the ring that much, you better have the referee counting and doing their job. But the most glaring spot was EO jumping off the skull, which looked amazing. All of the different camera angles, the way she floated, you know, the, what does she call the Empress of the Sky? What does what she call the Empress of the Sky, the, the Mistress of the Sky, the, the chick who flies through the sky? What's her name? <laughs> All of them sound uh, apropos yeah. after what we saw last night. Sky High Io Shirai. I'm that rhyming guy. Oh, <laughs> boy, I'm so fly. Mimi. Anyway. So, oh, no. um, so <laughs> Genius of the Sky. T- genius of the Sky. So the genius is flying through the sky. Raquel does a great job of catching her. The spot looked fantastic, but they were outside for about 197 count. Yeah. I am not a fan of ref bumps unless the ref bump is absolutely positively necessary. And when done at the right time for the right reasons, the ref bump works. So why not just bump the ref right before you went out there to do that monster spot? I'd rather have the ref bumped than watching a ref not do his job for the entire match. And it kind of takes away from how great of a match they're having when the ref is not doing his job. I can deal with the ref not doing his job here and there if they go to the floor. But on that major spot, like when Raquel Gonzalez was on her knees on the ramp and EO came across and gave her the running drop kick to the face and everything, the ref is checking on everybody, which, okay, whatever. You know I hate that. But yeah. not even to go back to the ring and start counting. Like, that's a major disconnect for me. All you had to do before that happened was do a creative spot in the ring where the ref got bumped. Where Raquel goes for the Raquel goes for the uh, you know for the, for the the big running uh, mafia kick. Eo moves out of the way. Mafia kick the referee, and then they go right to the outside. And then once everything happens on the outside, and they spill back into the ring, you run in another referee for the three count. You've just covered all your bases. Yeah, no, I, yes, I maybe, I, but but. Bully, it's even it wasn't even just that. It happened continuously through the match that the action spilled outside the ring and the referees yelling at them to get back in the ring, but not once. If you really want them back in the ring, aren't you going to start counting? That's going to get them back in the ring. Just yelling is not going to get them back in the ring. Like that really bothered me watching that match last night. And I know there's going to be people saying, come on, LaGreca, it's wrestling. But this is, but when you give me a match like Walter and Champa, where everything's connected and the referee does his job as well as he did and all, all your dots are connected, you can't give me a championship match. 
that's prestigious like that NXT Women's Championship match and have all those things happen during the course of really, it wasn't even that long of a match. Like by far, that was the shortest match of the night. That was maybe like 11 or 12 minutes, and they had so much happen in that 11 or 12 minutes. But from the referee checking on each performer multiple times to make sure that they're okay, and then for the ref to get back into the ring and not start a count and yelling and screaming about them getting back into the ring, I'm sorry, you lost me. When I come on the show this morning, and I'm sure I'm, I might be speaking for you here, you when you see a match like that between Io and Raquel, and you see how that they were able to tear the house down and follow everything else that came before them, you want to speak glowingly about that match on our show. But it's hard when you see the referee not doing their job so many times. You know, in wrestling, we have something called creative license, creative liberty. That's when we can color outside of the lines a little bit and get away with it. Last night with that referee, they colored outside of the lines way too much, entirely too much. And I just gave you a very simple solution. Now, I could almost hear the people, I could almost hear like Hunter and Sean, like, no, in NXT, we don't, we want to stay away from bumping the ref and all, all that old school pro wrestling stuff. But sometimes that old school pro wrestling stuff is exactly what you need to make sense of it. Now, what I just suggested doesn't take care of all the problems you had, Dave, because they were outside of the ring in the early stages of the match and in the middle yeah. stages of the match, I'm just giving you a way to cover up and make sense of the big dive spot because that to me just, it, it, just, it, it was glaring. It was entirely too glaring. You know, what, what, what are we going to do? You know, why is the referee not doing anything except buying time for the women? If you need to buy that much time, take the referee out of the equation, bump them. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, and I could be wrong, I think they were outside the ring at least, you know, three times during the course of that match. And I understand the first time they did it was a way to get Dakota Kai away. Um, you know what? Have a stipulation that Dakota Kai is banned from ringside. And then you solve that problem. Right at the beginning of the match, I mean, this is early on in that match, Bully, to have the action spilled outside the ring and have it for that length of time in the first few minutes of the match just to build the story for Dakota Kai to be out of there. I, you know what? I'm sorry. Just have her banned from ringside. And then, because if you're going to be, if you know you're going to be outside the ring for a lengthy amount of time at the end of the match, there's no reason to be outside the ring for that amount of time at the beginning of the match. Do it once and make it special. That being said, like again, physically and 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 the work from both those women last night, exceptional. And I think the right woman won because I really do like Raquel Gonzalez as your NXT Women's Champion. I popped last night on social media because a bunch of people, I, I think it was the WWE on Fox Twitter who tweeted Kevin Owens and says, hey, Kevin, you got 96 hours to respond. And then Kevin tweeted back and said, uh, EO flies through the air gracefully. I just fall off things. <laughs> <laughs> our busted open virtual party that is taking place Sunday between 1 p.m. and 3 p.m. Eastern time, bully. And, of course, 
We still have time for people to register. I need people, if you have not registered, to do it right now at SiriusXM.com slash WrestleMania. Am I right to register? You are correct, sir. So go to SiriusXM. Correct. Affirmative. I, I almost want to do that while The Miz is on and do that after. I, I'll say that after everything he says, and he'll say, that's annoying. I said, yes. Exactly. That's It'll a, be a, a wonderful brief interview, Dave. <laughs> he doesn't like me as it is, Ed. Who, who does? Um, yeah, very few. Uh, so make sure that you're a part of the virtual party on Sunday from 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. Myself, Bully Ray, Mark Henry. We have some amazing guests. We're going to play games with the nation. We'll, we'll drink daddy sodas together just before the start of night number two. Of WrestleMania 37. Again, go to SiriusXM.com slash WrestleMania. Why do you register? Because it's free. Think about that. You're going to hang out with Hall of Famer Bully Ray, Hall of Famer Mark Henry, and it's free. We're not charging. And if you register now, you can ask some questions, get a pop during the party, get your question asked. I mean, that's going to be awesome. Ed, have you registered yet? Well, yeah. I have to. I'm a part of this broadcast. I'm trying to get it's my imperative. Wife. I was told to be punch and pie. <laughs> they'll they'll be punch and pie. You'll just have I to. I was told to be punch and pie. Refreshment will be served. Byop, bring your own punch. What are you, you going to be drinking? What are you going to have? You going to? Oh have no, I have, I have my daddy's. I already got my daddy's sodas ready for Sunday. They're, yeah. The the refrigerator lights, right? is stocked, huh? Bud Light, that's what you drink, right? Bud no, Light. No, I'm, I'm, I'm going something different. I'm, I'm doing something what different. What do you got? Wow. I have this Polish beer called vodka. <laughs> you ain't drinking, drinking vodka. You're no, no, full no, no, of no, 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 It's not vodka. It's you a, ain't it's drinking a beer vodka. called vodka. It's a beer. W-A-R-K-A, and the W sounds like a V. That's the beer I'll be drinking on Sunday with the Busted Open Nation. <laughs> He'll be laid out after two sips. I'm doing it. Welcome back to Bustle Open. My name is Mud. (laughs) It's going to be, well, listen, Mark said he's not touching a drop of alcohol after what happened at our SummerSlam party. So somebody's got to get wasted. No, it is a party. I can bring a bottle of uh, Casamigos. All right. Actually, uh, actually, the new one I like is it's called like something Dragones. Some oh man, Los Dragones or Casa Dragones? I don't know, but it's pretty damn good. Welcome back to Dave LaGreca. My name is Busted Open. Let's go to. <laughs> well, welcome back to Dave LaGreca. My name is Busted Open. <laughs> Joining me today is Foster Brooks. Oh God, for if I could be anything like Foster Brooks during those D Martin roasts, then I'll be king. Dream come true. It's I've. The the Dean Martin celebrity roast infomercial is funnier than most TV sitcoms these days. Agreed. Agreed. And that's like, yeah, that's the infomercial to get you to buy the DVDs of the roast are funnier than like 90% of the TV shows today. So it's going to be a good time regardless. So make sure you pre-register now. We're trying to break records here, Nation. All right. This is where we bring the numbers to the higher ups that, you know, those people that Bully says that tell us that only fans listen six to eight minutes. Well, this is where we shove it up their ass and we go like, here, here's all the people that are registered for the party. You may want, you may want to. 
take notice. Ed Robinson is having a freaking heart attack right now. He's like, no, but I mean that's that's part of radio. What did what did what did Howard Stern? What did Howard Stern do back in the day? The pig vomit stuff. People love that stuff. That's what we're doing. Yeah, but he was reinventing radio history. I can hear it being typed as we speak. Take it for the team, Ed. All right, that's your job. Your job is to be able to explain things. That's your job. Just relax. Just breathe. It'll be all over soon. We need Welcome like a poster child. My name is Busted Open. We need a poster child. Do you know how like uh, back in the day Howard had pig vomit? We need the poster child for all our aggressions. That's what we oh, need. I, I it's not one. Mother Marissa. Mother Marissa is definitely. No, I got one. She's, she's definitely on our side and fighting our battles. Go ahead. Cricket. You got one? Do you what, have what? like an. Who, uh, me? I'm not telling you who mine is. All right. I got one, though. Okay. I, I We have a pig vomit. I know exactly who it is. Okay. We'll uh, we'll discuss that at a later time, and maybe we can make that off go to air. Off the air. Off the air. Well, no. There is no off the air, Ed. Everything is open to the Busted Open Nation. That's why I want to party with them on Sunday from 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. Eastern time. If everything is, is on the air, and I like that, not, we hold nothing back. Wait till I tell you about the text exchange I had with the girl yesterday. Oh, really? We're going to do that after the Miz oh, at 11.30. Yeah. Tease oh, that yeah. about Gabby's debut oh, on yeah. Peacock. We'll talk about yeah, that Peacock. at 11.30. Also, about too, Gabby and Peacock. some news about Ed. Ed Robinson broke his cherry last night on <laughs> AEW Dynamite. <laughs> I did. Oh, <laughs> so we got a lot to talk about after the Miz at eleven thirty. So I'm looking forward to that. But before Just we out do of curiosity, all that, what other what other producers from what other shows are having signs held up about them anywhere in the world? I don't. I I I, I can't answer that. When you were with Eddie Trunk, Ed, did anybody mm-hmm. even know who you were? No, I will say the fans knew who I was. I was never immortalized in sign form, I will say. You were the annoying producer on Eddie Trunk, weren't you? The one who talked too much about Rush? They're they're only the greatest band in the history of the world. Is that you? Well, that was me. That was (laughs) I. They love you. Evil Ed Robinson. Evil. Evil. Pretty soon, pretty soon, you're going to be a fathead. Oh, you don't have a fat head yet. Wow. That'll be my evolved state. I'm like a Pokemon. Right? Why do you have to to say the shit that makes me shake my head? (laughs) What? (laughs) I'm going to be like a Pokemon. Who says that? Yeah. Apparently me. Ah, yeah. I, I want people to find me. Yeah, I'm a Pokemon. Look at me. (laughs) I'm a Pokemon. fat head of Pikachu. All right, we'll get into that at 11.30. A lot to get into. We'll get into that at 11.30. But let's get into the main event from AEW from last night. And that was Moxley and the Bucks going up against Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers. And just like we talked about with Jericho, fits like a glove, man. The fans want to cheer Chris Jericho. That's why I did it. That was for Chris. 80s kiss reference for Chris Jericho, if you're listening. 
the fans of AEW love the Bucks. Do you think that there's any chance that they're going to hate the Young Bucks because of what they did to John Moxley last night? Well, you said earlier that the only way you could get somebody to hate Jericho is if Jericho did something bad to Moxley. So you just brought up the Bucks and Moxley. So you answer your own question. I mean, what do listen, you think? You know what? That's why I think it's a good question, because if there's the one guy that's more popular than maybe anybody else on that roster, it is John Moxley. You know, we we said when he became champion, you know, and obviously he's no longer champion. That belongs to Kenny Omega, that he is kind of the face of the franchise. But when you look at the backbone of AEW Dynamite and what it's all about, the foundation, if you will, you would agree that's got to be the Young Bucks, right? You know, when you talk about that revolution, you talk about the Young Bucks in that sentence. So it's going to be interesting if that AEW faithful are going to boo the Young Bucks. And Kenny Omega, for that matter. If I'm an AEW fan who loved the Bucks and loved Cody, I'm not going to say Kenny. Because Kenny was brought on board by the Bucks. You got to remember, All In was a Cody and Bucks thing. They're the three pillars of how this all came about and all started. So if I'm an AEW fan and I'm fully immersed in the company and I know that Cody and the Bucks are the guys that really got us here, how do I hate the Bucks? What can the Bucks possibly do? They started their own company. They're, 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 they're playing out their vision of what pro wrestling should be. So if I'm a fan, if these two, these three punk kids went out and did their own thing, how am I supposed to hate their on-screen personalities? What could they possibly do? Light puppies on fire? Yeah, maybe. It is John Moxley. So is that I, I, enough? I get that. I get that. But if you're okay, John Moxley, that's fine. You got to go outside of the box. And you have to show a little balls creatively that you're willing to go outside of the box. Here, here's an idea. I'm not saying this is it, but something to the effect of there's a knock on the door. And you don't see who's knocking, but all you know is who's answering. And when the door opens, there's a pregnant Renee. And there's the Bucks walking into Renee's house. Hey, Renee. John home? Oh, he's not? Yeah, me and my brother Nick want to talk to you. Something like that. Intimidate the wife. Do something that's going to make people sit back and go, hey, Nick and Matt, we really love you guys, and we really appreciate you for what you did, but that's wrong. You have to pull them out of reality for a second. You have to make them sit there, scratch their head, and go, wait a minute here. This ain't cool. This is not the Matt and Nick Jackson. These are not the good Christian boys that we know. If you really want to get it done, that's the way you have to look at it. And you can't be afraid. If you're going to do it, do it. You can't be half pregnant. And you know what, Bully? If there was ever a show that could do that and push those boundaries, it is AEW, 
right? They have no problem pushing the boundaries, especially when it comes to language. Jericho, I I get it, but but is it that bad? Is it that bad to go down language, that road? Is it language is no big deal. Language is no big deal. You got everybody throwing around shit and son of a bitch and bastard. Who cares? I don't care about the language. I, I care about the the action speaking louder than the words. The Bucks have to sit there, or creative has to sit there, because this is what I would do, and say, okay, tell me something that you guys would never do. Tell me something that if I was if I was in charge of creative and I came to you and I said, Matt, Nick, I want you to do this. Tell me something that you would vehemently say, no, we're not doing that. And whatever that is, yes, we are doing that. Because that's what's going to get people to look at you differently. And oh, by the way, if you want people to hate you, stop throwing super kicks. This is the way you have to look at things. If you truly want to be a heel and you truly want to be hated and not be a gray heel, if you want to be a black hat wearing heel, there's a way to go about it. Listen. People love the Rockers, right? Yeah. Sean and Marty. Sean did something pretty scummy to Marty, right? He definitely did. Now, this is in a time where, you know, believability, you know, was what was was fully there. People, you know, when people believed in pro wrestling back then as as something more than a show. When Sean turned on Marty, I'll be damned if people weren't pissed off. I'll use a personal experience. Me and Devon were retiring. Standing ovation. Thank you, Dudleys. Thank you, Team 3D. People crying. I blasted Devon on the back of the head. Boom, instant heal. Because I did something so scummy. And then what did I do to back it up? I called Devon a co-star. I said, Devon, you didn't, you didn't walk beside me. You walked one step behind me. And if it wasn't for me, you'd be nothing in this business. And you should thank God every night that I chose you to be my partner. Because I could have chosen anybody and been as successful. Now people are going, wow, Bobby, you're a scumbag. How could you treat him this way? And then I turn around and go, very easily, he's a co-star. Give me a break. When you say things and you do things like that, you get people to stop on a dime instantly and hit reverse on how they think about you and that's what i would do with the bucks otherwise they're just you're you're always going to be 50 50 you're never going to it's like a jericho thing i don't want to fully hate jericho does that explain i'm trying to explain to the best of, of my ability with breaking it down with examples and how you have to play with people's emotions to get this job done Bully, that's why I asked you the question, because the Bucks are loved by the AEW faithful. Now, obviously, they turned on Moxley last night, and it was a good story or a, be- a good beginning of the story because you could tell that they were in a bit of a turmoil. They didn't know which way to go. They were getting – it was a bit of a tug of war between the two. But they made their decision. Well, now that you've made that decision, I agree with you. To really get that – faithful to hate you they got to go somewhere that they have never gone in their career so it's going to be interesting to see if they go in that direction give me a shot of tony khan sitting down with matt and jeff and tony telling them come on guys this is this was wasn't originally in the agreement this was supposed to be a vision between all of us and blah 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 have tony khan pouring his heart out to nick and uh to nick and matt and really just laying it on the line and have Nick and Matt not say a word 
And when Tony's done talking, just have them look at Tony and go, fuck you, Tony, and walk out. Call my money, Mark. That will get people talking. 877-344-4993. Hey, Tony, we already worked for one money, Mark, and we didn't like her any more than we like you. We've been working you. You're not working nobody. Whoa. Make Make for some good TV, bully. But what do I know? I'm sitting here with you. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. Listen, Bully, it is WrestleMania. We got our WrestleMania virtual party that's taking place on Sunday. And I'm really looking forward to what's going to happen with the big match with The Miz and John Morrison going up against Damian Priest and Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny is definitely a mainstream superstar. Millions of followers on social media. And Damian Priest, I think, is the future when you look at the WWE as well. He's the total package. It's funny to think that not that long ago, you and I were complaining about when he was going to be featured on NXT, and now he has the potential of having a WrestleMania moment on Saturday. Happy to see him on the main roster. Happy to see him uh, in a great spot. Listen, Bad Bunny is definitely on um, the top of the WWE's agenda when it comes to WrestleMania this year. I'm sure Priest is going to have a great showing. I'm sure Miz and Morrison are going to make him look phenomenal. It should be an entertaining match. And um, there's no two guys that you'd rather have in this spot than the Miz and Morrison. And for the sixth consecutive year, Snickers will serve as the exclusive presenter sponsor of WWE's WrestleMania. And to talk about Snickers and, of course, his big matchup that's taking place night number one of WrestleMania, friend of the show, The Miz. Miz, how are you this morning? I am a friend of the show and a friend of you guys, definitely. So uh, it's, it's an honor to be on the show, as always. Uh, and thank you very much, Bully Ray, for those kind words. I appreciate that. Uh, absolutely, Miz. So let me ask you this right off the bat. Um, WrestleMania, 
if you're not in a world championship match, you want to be in a high profile match. Um, and I think I, I think this is um, going to be right in your wheelhouse. Um, how happy are you with uh, the match that you and Mount Morrison are involved in? Oh, it's uh, I'm ecstatic. Um, anytime you can bring in someone with the amount of fan base of a bad bunny that may not be like his fan base may not be WWE fans, but they're going to tune in to watch what he's doing, what he's getting into. You know, this guy's a Grammy award winner. He was performing with JLo and Shakira on the Super Bowl at the Super Bowl. I mean, this guy is huge global worldwide. And whenever you could do something with uh, a celebrity like that and be able to captivate an audience. And I think honestly, when everything started first forming out in the story, people were like, Oh no, a celebrity match. They'd be relegated to celebrity match. It's like, no, wait, you guys don't understand how big of a magnitude of match, how important this match is to WrestleMania. And as the story unfolded, I think people started gravitating going, wait, this is kind of interesting. Oh, wow. Oh, this happened. Oh, this happened. And, you know, critics are going to be critics. But the way I look at it as this is a huge opportunity for WWE. This is a huge opportunity for Miz and Morrison. Obviously, we got to perform a diss track to Bad Bunny. I think we're going to win a Grammy on it. You know, it's on iTunes right now. YouTube is blowing up. Our dan- We have a virtual dance out there that the TikTokers are doing. Uh, so we're having a blast with it. I got the finger paint on a $3.6 million car where people were like, that was fake, that was ketchup. It wasn't ketchup. It was real paint. I put on a Bugatti. Like, these are custom cars. You can't find these cars anywhere. My hand was stained red for two days. Um, and I think people are excited now for this match. I'm interested to see what Bad Bunny can do in a ring. I know from being sucker punched from him, uh, he's got a hell of a right hook. Uh, but I got down, I, I went down and I came right back up. And, and John Morrison and myself are ready for this match. We're ready for, to perform. I just hope that this is Damian Priest's first WrestleMania. I hope he's able to um, come out and do exactly what he needs to do to be prepared and ready for this WrestleMania. I've been preparing since January, like getting my body ready, making sure that I'm at peak performance and ready to go uh, for April 10th. You know, Miz, 35 years ago when you talked about the world of the WWE, everybody knew the name Hogan. You know, 20 years ago, everybody knew the name Stone Cold Steve Austin. And 10 years ago, it was John Cena. Easter Sunday, I had family over. And they're not necessarily, you know, pro wrestling fans or fans of the WWE. But when people knew that WrestleMania is coming up, the name that everybody was talking about was The Miz. Like, you really are that that person now within that company that is the mainstream name because of what you do outside the ring, movies, TV, Ms. and Mrs. Like, you know, did you know, you know, the accumulation of everything that you've done in your career, that this was the time that people were going to recognize you even outside of wrestling fans? No, I still don't, to be honest. I don't think that I have the same path of a Hogan, Rock, Austin, Cena, like you look at the name, the Miz, and you don't, I, I don't think that you see that, but 
of all the things I've accumulated throughout my entire career, I think that's why you know my name and you know that I'm going to put forth everything I possibly have into whatever I'm doing. And you know I'm giving 100%. And honestly, you know it's going to be entertaining. You're going to want to see what happens next. So I think I've had a different path than the Rock, Austins, Hogan, Cena's. But, you know, I, I guess it – thank you, <laughs> I guess you can say, because it's uh, – I'm not aware of that. Miz, from what you have seen so far, how seriously has Bad Bunny been taking his WWE run so far, and how seriously is he taking WrestleMania? As much as I dislike him, uh, you know, from what I hear from the locker room from some superstars that he's training. Like when he did SNL as a musical guest, the next day he was in a WWE training uh, for this moment. You know, he's been training. He loves WWE. I know he's a huge, huge fan. Uh, but uh, sometimes I think uh, if you're a musician, you know, you're, you do a musical performance. Thank you very much. Don't overstay your welcome. Um, but from what I hear, you know, a lot of people in the locker room really respect the fact that he is training nonstop. He did, the, he did a performance at the Grammys, won a Grammy, and then literally was in a WWE ring the next day. You know, so this guy is training very, very much. But there's a whole difference between performing in front of a, a Grammy audience or a Super Bowl audience than a WrestleMania audience. WrestleMania is the greatest spectacle in all of entertainment. And he's going to understand that when he's standing in the ring opposite of the only two-time Grand Slam champion in the history of WWE. And, you know, if he doesn't understand where he's at, I'm going to make him understand exactly where he is at. You, you know, Miz, um, when it comes to after WrestleMania, and I think more than any other match that we're going to see night number one and night number two, when it comes to Good Morning America and the talk shows, it's probably going to be highlights from the matchup that you're going to be involved in. Uh, tell us about how much trust the WWE has in you that that's going to be the face that the mainstream audience is going to see once WrestleMania is over. I think it's a built trust. Trust. I think uh, in order to be on WWE Monday Night Raw or Friday Night SmackDown, WWE's you know creative has to trust you because it's a live show. You get one take. Now. Let's take it all the way to WrestleMania, where this is our biggest event, our biggest matchups, our huge stars. I mean, you have Bobby Lashley, who's the WWE champion, who has been an absolute monster, who has been on fire as of late, taking on Drew McIntyre, who honestly did an incredible job as WWE champion. As much as I, I, I pestered him and annoyed him when he was WWE champion, you can't deny the fact that this guy was performing in front of a virtual audience for an entire year and keeping the, 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 the fans there and keeping them entertained. And these two Titans are going head to head at WrestleMania. I mean, that's the type of story that you, you want to see come to fruition at WrestleMania and it's going to, and then you got on the other side on SmackDown, you got Roman Reigns, Daniel Bryan and edge creating this incredible captivating story where you want to see what happens next. You know, these are just 
little little matches like me I, a little matches what am i saying these are huge matches that are are happening at wrestlemania and then honestly the one i'm really excited about is sasha banks and bianca belair to see what they put forth you know uh, for that championship so i mean wrestlemania is what we work for towards work work towards every single year and uh i just can't wait for it to happen Miz, there was a big clamoring online for Bianca and Sasha to possibly main event night one of WrestleMania. Uh, with this being Bianca's first WrestleMania, could you make an argument for the women being the main event of night one? Absolutely. They definitely have an argument to, to be the main event of night one. Um, you know, being the first time, I remember my first WrestleMania the nerves are there and you know, it's, it's exciting. It's scary. You have knots in your stomach. Um, you know, that's just me. I'm saying me, I, I imagine Bianca Belair probably wouldn't just because she is just a tremendous athlete. Uh, I think she's probably, she can run faster than me, do things that I just can't do in a WWE ring. She's a tremendous talent. Um, and I think her and Sasha Banks are going to put on one hell of a performance. And to be honest, it really doesn't matter where you are on the card. It matters what you do in that spot to create the moments that will last a lifetime. You want to steal the show. You don't have to be in the main event to steal the show. And so, you know, main events happen all over the card and whether they are last in on the show or first on the show or in the middle of the show, I think they're going to put on a performance that people are going to talk about for years to come. Miz, uh, Snickers is the presenting sponsor of this year's WrestleMania. I know that there's uh, exclusive hunger bars that are available right now at Dollar General, and it's only around for a limited time. Tell us about these hunger bars from Snickers. I mean, if you want a really good Snickers bar, there is one dedicated to me. They use catchphrases, and my catchphrase, of course, is I'm the Miz and I'm awesome. And uh, there's an awesome Snickers bar at Dollar General right now. I mean, it's, I mean, if you just told 10-year-old me that I was going to be on a Snickers bar, that I would have laughed in your face and thought, no way. And not only that, but to be in a hilarious commercial – where I get to be with Xavier Woods and playing video games, like we're on up, up, down, down, and playing a VR game and then punching him in the face and then falling over and saying clumsy, uh, have a Snickers. Like, this is amazing. It's incredible. And uh, I'm just very happy that, you know, Snickers has allowed me so many opportunities. I'm very happy that they're presenting WrestleMania this year. And there's five limited edition hunger bars that are available from Snickers as we get to closer and closer to night number one and night number two of WrestleMania this weekend. Miz, thank you so much for the time. Congratulations and give Bad Bunny hell on Saturday night. I will definitely give him hell. Uh, I, I apologize to all his fans out there uh, for the beating he's about to take. And uh, if you're going to watch, you know, uh, WrestleMania April 10th and 11th on Peacock, definitely stay tuned on Monday because Monday is the premiere of Ms. and Mrs. All New Episodes uh, on USA Network, 11 p.m. right after Monday Night Raw. So you're not going to want to miss that either. So thank you guys very much. Always appreciate your hard work and dedication to WWE. 
All right, Miz, thank Thanks. you so much. And, and always great talking to the Miz. And the LaGreca family are big fans of Miz and Mrs. So uh, they'll definitely be checking that out on it's Peacock. It's a while, but we got him. <laughs> you got him, man. Thank you so much, Miz. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation, Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. Sirius XM Podcasts. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com.